Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582. 1-877-610-2582. Or text us at 610 Sensational Sunday to you, St. Catharines and Niagara. It's the Jim Fannin Show. We made it through the night and into the booth today. We're live every Sunday, 12 to 2 on your 610 AM dial. You can stream us online. Hit us up at 610cktb.com. Stack today. Get out of my way. We're rolling hard. First up on the show after this break, Riley Cote, former Philadelphia Flyer tough guy. And now coach in the AHL of the Adirondack Phantoms. Used to be the Philadelphia Phantoms. Assistant coach down there, Riley Cote. Coming in, we're going to talk hockey. And the healing properties of hemp. This guy from professional hockey player to coach to an advocate for one of the most useful plants on the planet. We're going to talk a little bit hockey and a little bit of hemp. At 1 o'clock, Bart Maves is coming in by phone. He will take your calls. As you know, Bart Maves is the nominated candidate. Nominated. I said nominated, not preferred. Not still thinking about it. Bart Mays has done his duty. He was elected by his riding association to represent the Ontario Progressive Conservative Party in the upcoming yet announced by-election in Niagara Falls. Created by the vacancy, created by Kim Crater's resignation. An exit from politics. We have an interview also with Wayne Gates. Everyone knows who Wayne Gates is. Former NDP candidate. Elected to the city of Niagara Falls as a city councilor. Touched him up yesterday for an interview. We got way too much, way too much product on this guy. He can talk, man. Really well-spoken, knows the issues. 
He's considering a run at the nomination for the NDP in that same riding of Niagara Falls. Joyce Morocco sends her regrets. (laughs) Many of us were up (laughs) really late last night with this weather. The ice storm taking hold here in Niagara and St. Catharines. The power was out. Her basement was flooded probably with another several hundred people in Niagara Falls. So she's been up mopping all night on a couple hours sleep and taking calls from residents. So Joyce Morocco, the preferred candidate for the Liberal Party of Ontario, sends her regrets. We will touch her up another time. And we got to get to caller of the year. Crossing over to the Tom McConnell Show. 9 to 12 right here, Monday to Friday. Call of the year goes off on Friday. My favorite program of the year. Also because a listener party usually comes directly after that. And that's where I go to collect my accolades for being caller of the year. Not this year. The fix was in from the start. Tommy was in the, the station earlier this week. He says, oh, yeah, um, we got to make a decision on you. I'm like, oh, I was just waiting for that. Just waiting. And it was determined by some of you callers. And I think basically Tommy held the hammer on this that no, although I'm not an employee of the station, I am. Technically a contractor, I am your Sunday scrub, and I am uneligible to be caller of the year on Tommy's show any longer. As long as I have an affiliation with 610 CKTB, I can't win tickets, can't win prizes. I don't call as much as I used to, only because I've got two hours here. And filling in for Tommy and Larry and KJ when they're away here and there. I've got a couple dates coming up. I'm in Tuesday. 9 to 12. So we'll get to your caller of the year. My call is out to the legend. The Rock. Brian. First time caller of the year. Bumps Arnie out. It actually was a two-way tie between Clarice and The Rock. And the next call took it, and it went to Brian. So we'll touch on that if we get some time. Last night at the Mate Cafe. Wow. Jesse Reed can play. Last week we had him in the booth here. They did a couple live intros on the way back from the segments. We went all rock and roll radio last week. It was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Sarah Beatty, Jesse Reed, Daniel O'Shea of Mice on the Hurricane and Other Ventures, Roger Marin. While I'm sitting there, Aiden Miller gets in on me from Facebook out in BC. Got a couple albums written and under his belt. Coming back in March to perform for you for the first time. Check out this kid. Man, he can play. And a voice. Aiden Miller got in. He'll be back in March. We're going to pub his upcoming show in the future but after the break former Philadelphia Flyer tough guy and I I can't wait to talk to Riley Cote he's gotta be as big or bigger an Eagle fan I don't know who's a bigger Eagle fan than me 
crush the Bears tonight at 8.30. Riley Cote, former Philadelphia Flyer tough guy, now assistant coach for the Adirondack Phantoms. That is the Philadelphia Flyers AHL team, the farm team. We're going to talk hockey and his venture into the business of making industrial hemp legal in the great United States of America. Still illegal to grow this stuff down there. Come on, Obama. Change what? I am Jim Fannin. As usual, your phones are wide open. You have the digits. 905-688-2582-1877-610 CKTB. Pound 610 on your bell cell. Text us straight into the booth. 61010. On the other side, Riley Cote will take your calls. This is 610 CKTB. This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at And coming back with my son, the hurricane, two weeks ago, blew up the sanctuary in Ridgeway. Nice. The phone with me now, Riley Cote. How are you today, my brother? Not too bad. How are you? I'm good, man. We made it through the ice storm up here. Power's been out. It's been kind of schlocky weather. Did you guys get any of it down there? Uh, we did last week, actually. Oh, yeah. Falls. We had a hell of a storm there, but... Uh... It's actually, it was uh, 55 degrees yesterday, so it's all melted up now. So, Where are you going to be at 8.30 p.m. tonight, Riley? I'm going to be at the Eagles Eagles game tonight. You're going to be at the game. That doesn't oh, yeah. suck. Oh, man, I'm jealous. I haven't been down there since they had the old Veterans Stadium, and Randall Cunningham came to town as a starting quarterback for the Cow Dicks. Hugh Douglas put him in the turf a few times. I I couldn't do anything but just say, stay down! <laughs> Yeah, big game against the Bears tonight. Yeah, man, big game. We win it, we win the division. Listen to me, we, like I'm on the team or something. 
Huge Eagles fan. I think that's the way it goes. I haven't followed it too closely, but that's what I understand. I think there's a couple of different variables with other teams, I believe, but I think uh, if they win, I think, uh, yeah, they're in first. So. Got to beat the Bears tonight. Got it. Riley Cote is my guest on the phone, former Philadelphia Flyer, and now the coach of the Adirondack Phantoms of the AHL. How's the team doing down there? Oh, we're doing not too bad. A little bit inconsistent, um, but... Um, you know, I think we got a pretty good team. We just got to, you know, we win a game, we kind of lose a game, and uh, we just got to stay more consistent. But we're right there. We're uh, nine spots in the conference, so we're just one, we're, uh, one spot out of the playoffs. So just uh, we landed up uh, splitting one and one with uh, Norfolk, the last team we're chasing here, uh, these last two games before Christmas break. So um, we've got a long ways to go, but uh, just uh, getting better every day. So that's all that matters. Are you losing many of your studs to the Flyers getting called up? Uh, we have we have not uh, not as much as last year, but um, you know we, there's always one or two going up and down there. But uh, it's actually been pretty good this year. I mean, both teams have been relatively healthy, knock on wood. So nice. Now it looks like you're in good company. Ron Hextall still the GM down there. He is. Yeah. Terry Murray behind the. Actually. Sorry. He was. Yeah. yeah I just. Uh, he was just in, in town there uh, this, this past weekend. So. What a character. One of my favorite flyers of all time, Ron Hextall, man. He'd love to have a guy like that and then that talk about passionate. And Terry Murray behind the bench is head coach, your assistant coach. Yes, that's correct. You going to make the playoffs this year? Yeah, we got it. We got it. This is our last year in uh, Glens Falls, New York. Team is moving to Allentown, so we got to go with a bang. And uh, obviously, for just. Uh, Five reasons as a team and everything. We got to make playoffs. That's that's the goal every year. Now you've been moving around a little bit over the last ten years. You guys used to be the Philadelphia Phantoms up until '09, of course, and now at Arondack. Now you're moving next year again. Yeah. Well, the move to Glens Falls was uh, everyone knew it was temporary. The team was bought by a group that landed up building an arena in Allentown, PA, which is just outside of Philly. So it's it's uh, was supposed to be ready for the 2000 this season, 2013 season, but. Uh, they had some hang-ups. So we wound up being in Glens Falls one more year, and then uh, so the team is removed is moving back to PA, and this 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 will be the final move. This is uh, you know for real and a thirty-year lease or whatever, and a brand new building, so all good stuff. Nice. Relly Cote is my guest on the phone, former Philadelphia Flyer, tough guy. He will take your calls nine zero five six eight eight two five eight two one eight seven seven six ten CKTB pound six ten on the bell cell. Or you can text straight into the booth, 61010. Riley, give me your take on the state of the NHL today. I find it unwatchable until the Super Bowl's over almost. Love four-on-four overtime. But with all the the systems and left-wing locks and neutral zone traps and whatnot, I I don't know, the last 10 years, I've just gotten away from uh, regular season NHL hockey. What's your take on the current state of the league? Well, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the direction it's heading. Uh, Just with the almost babying of the game. Um, you know, the, the culture of hockey is just a passionate, hard-nosed, accountable sport. And I think they're removing the accountability. They're removing the, uh, in a sense, a little bit of the passion. And, and um, you know, too many suspensions overboard with this and that. And we're obviously removing the fighting, which is part of the accountability part. And I honestly think hitting is on its way out because of all these suspensions. You can't hit nobody without getting suspended anymore. But, uh, you know, systems, yeah, I mean, I think it's there's so much X's and O's these days and so much you know, over, overthought and 
over-processed information about the game. I mean, it's a lot of it, most of the game is read and react, and it's not like football where you can set up a play every time and and uh, do all these different things, and you, you just got to play hockey, which we call it, when you just have to think, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, again, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, that I'm not, I'm not 100% sold on the direction of it, just based on the rule changes and, and just you know, the physical play. I mean, that's what hockey's all about, the culture of the sport. I guess Batman's done something right, man. They just signed a nice contract, television contract. Whoa, serious money. Riley Cote is my guest. We'll take your calls. You have the digits. On the other side of this break, more with him. This is 610 CKTV. is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at Right here at 610 CKTB. You can stream us online at 610CKTB.com. Riley Cote is on the phone with me today. Riley, I really appreciate you staying with me, man. It's been a long couple weeks trying to hammer out a time where you're a busy guy. I'm a busy guy, but we finally got a date where you can come in. So I appreciate you sticking with me, brother. Yeah, no problem. Glad we got a chance to work it out. Yeah, now talk to me a little bit about the NHL. We'll stay with that for a little bit. Uh, Don Cherry, Grapes, one of the greatest hockey personalities the NHL's ever seen. Uh, limited pro career. I think he played one game, but just a great commentator for the CBC. I'm sure you, don't, you guys don't get the exposure down there in the States like we do up here at Hockey Night in Canada. Big advocate of keeping fighting in the game. But talk to me a little bit about headshots. Uh, and concussions right now. A lot of your boys are going down and probably suffering the the symptoms of too many headshots over the years. How do you see us rectifying a problem like that in the NHL? Well, geez, I mean, it's, I think it's a pretty deep issue, but um, the way I see it is guys are bigger, faster, stronger, more powerful than they've ever been. I mean, they train like freaks. Um, you look at the average size of a guy now compared to the 70s, you're talking, you know, 
30 pounds heavier average and, you know, three, four inches taller average. So, um, and then the last lockout, you opened up the game with all these obstruction calls and you open up the speed of the game and you have more powerful guys on top of that. Um, It just equals headshots and and plays that you can't stop on because it's just too fast of a game now. You know, back in the day, it was almost too aggressive with the the hooking and the skiing off guys. And, um, but now, you got to be able to help your defenseman out, get in his way a little bit, slow him down. The game is too fast. Guys are too strong and powerful. And, and, and guys are getting hit in, in, in weird situations. And, you know, the, the, the head and brain is fragile. So you're getting, you're getting more concussions. And now it's obviously more magnified, the, the diagnosis of concussions. And, and it's a real serious problem. And then on top of that, you can't, you can't, again, we go back to the accountability, you can't police yourself the way you used to be able to. Right. So now the rat role is thrived. The, the, the heavyweight role is kind of dissolved, and you got more cheap shots than ever. You think the elimination of the red lines increased the speed through the neutral zone, becoming a problem with the uh, high hits and the, you know, the unprotected uh, neutral zone hits? Yeah, I, th- I think that's part of it. Yeah, the red line and just... Uh, you know, you used to be able to get get in the guy's way on the forecheck, slow him down a little bit. Now you can. You get a, you get a holding or obstruction, obstruction holding penalty. Yeah. Um, the defensemen are under a lot of pressure. Um, it's just the game is so fast now, and 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 there's really no way to protect yourself. And and now on top of that, guys guys are turning their backs on checks. Yeah. Using you know they're they're turning turning as a defense mechanism, and the hits are lining up worse than they would be if you just absorbed the hit regularly. So I mean, look at like the Shen hit. Um, I don't know if you saw that with Wilson there, but um, you know I, that was the right call. There's no suspension on him because he was, was in a vulnerable situation, and he turned him in and more than vulnerable, and, then, and, and the, the impact was even harder. So guys are catching on to these these rules and these loopholes, and guys are playing the system now. And you know there's probably a ton of suspensions that really shouldn't be suspensions because the onus is a lot of time on the guy getting hit. Where's the accountability of skating to the neutral zone with your, your head down? You know what I mean? Right. Obviously, your head's going to be leading if your head is down. So how, how is a checker are you supposed to make contact with the body when the head is leading first? You know what I mean? So you try your best to hit the shoulder, but... Now, you mentioned the teams of the 70s. You mentioned the teams of the 70s, and, man, that's when I was... A, I don't know if it was just because I was a kid and playing road hockey and whatnot. I was always Bobby Clark in the face-off circle. Never lost a face-off, just like Clark. You just saw a lot of character guys. The good old days, as I refer to them, it was a different game completely. But tell me a little bit about how the code has changed. I mean, these latest couple suspensions, you see Neil coming across with the knee to the head. I think that's just bull. And then Sean Thornton taking liberties with a guy that's on his back already with his glove on. I mean, I've been hit in hockey a few times. Nothing hurt me as bad as getting punched in the mouth with a glove on, man. Yeah, you know what? Like you look at the seventy, the culture of the game. I talked about that a little bit earlier. The culture of the game's changed so much. It's uh, you know back then there was such a you know, such a unity of the team, and you stuck up for your teammates. And I mean, they're probably a little bit overboard with the line brawls all the time. But, yeah. you know, I, I'm all for it, but uh, obviously <laughs> the, the media and, and and people always bash that kind of stuff. But again, you didn't see the cheap shots back then that you do now. And if there was that, then 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 guys would be fighting, and probably two or three guys and four or five guys would be getting in there, and then it would it would kill the beef, and they would move on and play the game. But now it's like. You're talking Neil's knee to the head and stupid stuff like that. It's happening every game. So the lack of respect 
first of all, for for the opponent and just for the the culture of the game. You know what I mean? It's not what hockey's about. It's about you know, it, it, in a sense, it, there's a lot of respect that's that's in the game. That you know, as a as a fan, you probably don't see. You know what I mean? But um, you know, two tough guys fighting it out. There's a lot of respect there. You know what I mean? And then that's and that's the accountability is 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 missing in my opinion. And guys are just getting away with doing all these stupid things or not getting away with getting, getting suspended. But the, again, like a guy like Orpik, I, I know what Sean Thornton was doing there. He was pushing the envelope because Orpik was running around. He, he crushed whoever there early in the game, and he didn't answer the bell. Back in the day, you're forced to answer the bell because right. th- th- there was no instigator rule. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that would have been killed a long time before. So what is Orpik doing? He's hiding behind the rules. Am I defending Thornton for what he did? I mean, he's just, no, but he, he's doing what he, his job is to, is, is to, is to be, make this guy accountable. And he wasn't answering the bell, and he, you know, and... It, he did what he did. He knows he's in the wrong. He, he crossed the line there, but but, but nonetheless, if he would have answered the bell when when he made the hit, it right. would have been over. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's the accountability of hockey, and that's the culture. But you've gone you've gone so far away from it that these guys are protected by the rules. They know it. So you've kind of created a softer culture and a, and a less accountable culture, and that's what's happening in the NHL. Part of the code that's lacking and the respect that's lacking in the game, I guess, in today's game. But tell me about uh, Brendan Shanahan, and then we'll move on to another topic. He's come in as a disciplinarian. Uh, I'm not sure that the guys are fearing it all out there. What's your take on how Brendan Shanahan's managing discipline? Well, I think I think he's done an all right job. I think some of these suspensions are a little bit aggressive, and uh, it's a little bit too too harsh based on. Again, a lot of these hits are, I don't think they look enough at the guy getting hit. And there's not enough accountability of the guy getting hit. I mean, I honestly think if the guy turns his back, he should be getting a penalty as well as the guy hitting because, I mean, God knows if I'm on the forecheck, I'm going to run a D-man over and he turns his back last second. There's no way I can stop. No. The game's too fast. Yeah, you can stop and start the pause and play button and say, well, yeah, he could have stopped there. Well, no, you can't. There's a fan to say that it hasn't played the game. That's just a irrational thought. It's too fast. And again, the onus is on the guy getting hit to maybe absorb the hit. Go up against the board, the glass, absorb the hit. As soon as you turn your back, the guy is going is the guy is hitting can't stop, and he's going to finish his check, and and, and someone's going to get hurt. Um, so I, I thought I thought I think Shani's doing an all right job. But I just think the amount of games that some of these suspensions are just too high. And, and it's not like the players are looking at the suspensions and be like, whoa, I'm going to really watch my game now. They're still going to play the game hard and the way they, they know how to play the game. But freak things happen in the game because the game is so damn fast. And guys are powerful and strong. And again, I really think guys are using um, the defense mechanism of turning their backs and stopping up on plays and, and, and basically bailing out is the word I'm looking for here. They're bailing out, and, 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 and the result is injuries on their end and suspensions on the aggressive hit. So, I mean, lot, lots, a, lot, a lot of things wrong with the whole situation, in my opinion. Riley Cote is my guest. Nicely done. Riles, on the way back, we're going to talk about your new venture into the legalization of industrial hemp down in the United States of America. It's going to be a long slog there. This is 610 CKTB.
is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at 61010. Jim Fannin, Dave Jones running the board, Riley Cooper. Riley Cooper. Hey, Riley, can you get me Riley Cooper for the next show? Riley Cooper. Wrong sport, wrong guy, wrong interview. Riley Cote. Thanks for your patience, brother. I appreciate it, man. Tell me about the Hemp Heals Foundation. What's your mandate? And how the heck did you get involved on trying to legalize the production of industrial hemp in the States? Well, I'm... Um, uh... <clears throat> Born in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Had some buddies that own a hemp food company called Manitoba Harvest. Yeah. Um, my last uh, year or two playing, I was kind of at a crossroads with my you know, my career and my, my my health, you know, physical, mental. And I was always into, you know, working out, obviously training for hockey and being strong and doing my thing. But uh, the, one, the, one, the one single thing that I really was uneducated on was was nutrition and so i kind of got introduced into hemp uh you know with the nutritious hemp seeds and the digestible protein and all that good stuff and just the more i learned about it and um the more it just opened my eyes obviously everyone's familiar with you know cannabis marijuana but you kind of open up this whole another door of possibilities and 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 resources that all have been used since the start of time but uh We've neglected because big, big business comes in and, and tells you that a plant is bad, and people believe it, and it's smeared. And um, you know, we're, we're, the earth and, and the people are in a state of crisis right now. In my opinion, um, we're sick. The environment's sick. We, we're polluted, and and you got this very very powerful, useful, renewable plant sitting on the sidelines watching the chemical mm-hmm. world thrive. So, to me. It, it seems silly. It, first of all, it seems silly that I ever have to stand up for a plant, but yeah. I am because I think it's for the greater good of the people in the world. And um, and it's just the whole thing is education. People just don't know. People just they're just kind of just have these binders on and uh, and are moving in, in, into this world where they think that everything around them is okay because they see it on TV and chemicals are okay because. Uh, the FDA tells them that it's okay and all this crap, but uh, you got this powerful, non-toxic, eco-friendly plant that can do pretty much anything that oil-based chemical products can do, sitting on the sidelines and people are telling you or believing that it's bad. So my whole thing is educating, inspiring, and empowering people to take control of their own health. I mean, that, that was the, the, the kind of what happened for me when I retired. I, I had a, an awakening and... Um, everything I did when I played, I, I'm pretty much not doing now. I totally rechanged my my whole lifestyle. I really, really clean diet. I feel better than I ever have, and, and I think more clearly. You know, it's a, a mind body soul connection, and and it just comes back to you know natural foods, you know clean foods and clean environments, and that would be all the products and the 25,000 different things you can make out of hemp, from soaps, you know, shampoos to the fiber, fiberglass, build a house out of hemp, and the list goes on. Clothing, obviously, and 
Um, people just don't really know. I mean, I think Canada probably a little more aware, but in America, it's just waking people up, really. Nice. I About 20, well, over 20 years ago now, a good friend of mine, Brad Sheehan, who is a admitted, uh, self-admitted conspiracy theorist almost on everything, said to me at the time I was uh, involved pretty heavily with the Green Party, Jimmy, you got to read this book. It was called The Emperor Wears No Clothes, Jack Harris' book. And yeah. I took a scam. First, I said, I don't need any more conspiracy theories. He's like, Jimmy, this is not a theory, man. This stuff is history. This actually happened. They outlawed this yeah. stuff. And I, I just, you know, you see those commercials of uh, the kids and the animals on TV, and it hits your heart. Heartstring, then you forget about it. This one stuck with me. I, I, the more I read, the more I said, "Oh, this is all wrong." And that's what spoke yeah. to me was the health component of it. Yeah, we can make better rope and longer-lasting uh, cars and, and actually fuel our machinery with it. But for me, the secret was in the health benefits of eating the oils and the seeds and the proteins. What was it that pushed you over that got you into it? Well, that was exactly it. I mean, it was it was definitely the nutrition part because that was the start of my, my you know my, my my new life, my new journey. And you know, hemp was right at the top there, just being a very digestible protein and digestible food source, and just you know an all around complete protein and complete food. And and uh, you know, when you know something is that good, it's more to it than that. You look at the other side of the plant. Obviously, you've got you know medicinal powers beyond belief um, right talking curing curable diseases with it but uh you know if you're a religious person or a spiritual person you believe that you know god or the earth put everything on the earth for a reason mm. it's not for man to ban it to make profit off you know the alternative which is chemicals um you know what i mean so so we're, i think i think the population especially in north america are so disconnected with what's real and with what's not real, but you're, I think they're brainwashed from television and the media and all these things and, and, and phony studies and saying all this stuff is good and it's okay, it's healthy. And, and then 10 years later, they're coming back and saying it's not healthy, they're pulling off the market. And, you know, but when you just sit back and look at the big picture, a plant that's been around since the start of time, the civilizations have thrived off of for thousands of years and it's part of history and American history and everywhere. And in the just in the last hundred, not even a hundred years, we've just just ruined the earth and ruined people's health. Um, just we live in a chemical world, and you got a, you got a non non toxic alternative that grows in the ground. You know, simple crop. Get uh, you know, depending on where you live, two or three rotations in a year. Um, everything yeah. makes sense about it. You know what I mean? So the, the, the deeper you sniff into the subject, the more it makes sense, and the more it bothers you, and the more passionate you become. So I mean, for me, it's just uh it's just telling you know, spreading the word and letting people understand that this is this is not what you think it is. This this is going to save the this is going to save the world. Unbelievable, Riley Cote is my guest on the phone. I've, I've touched on Jack Harris' book, "The Emperor Wears No Clothes," and, and how it hit me. Uh, he was the original emperor. I love that term. Now he also was guilty of kind of muddying the waters between industrial hemp and. And marijuana, constantly calling one and the other the same. How are you finding your struggle down there in the education part of it that, no, it's not weed? I mean, up here in Canada, you say hemp, you get the giggle factor. People are like, oh, you can't smoke that rope. But how's it going down there yeah. trying to trying to separate the two very different species? Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's a battle because you run into the same exact thing. You know, as soon as you say the word hemp... Uh you know, marijuana pops right up. But, um, you know, I, I'm pro-cannabis across the board. Don't get me wrong. Okay. I support the whole thing. But, I mean, the whole 
but my whole thing is it is, is to educate and make people understand there is a difference. You know, one's for industrial uses that has you know, below point zero three percent THC. Another one has high THC and used for you know therapeutic, recreational, and and, and obviously medicinal uses. So, but uh, you know, the industrial side has just that many more uses, uh, including the the high, highly nutritious hemp seeds and you know using the fibers for. The list goes on, really, but um, you think about just in an average day of how many, you know, different things you use with plastics and and, and just chemically made things, which which hemp really can replace. It's not just the rope. People are thinking of like, you know the hemp bracelet or the hemp necklace. It's yeah, it's a very durable, strong fiber, stronger than you know cotton and synthetic, you know, nylon. Um, but but it's way more than that. You know what I mean? It's, yep. it, it, it really is. It, it's a green. It's, it's it's supporting a green world. And not this toxic chemical world we live in, you know what I mean? And oil-based chemicals and all this stuff, and um, and so it's just a, it just you know, cannabis represents health. It's that simple across the board, in my opinion. Just on the whale, Riley. Nutritious yeah, I mean, health, seeds like that, and, and the plant rest of the plant be toxic. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just don't make don't make sense. You know what I mean? Riley Cote is my guest. Just on the way out, Riley, give our listeners here in St. Catharines, Niagara region, and around the world, I guess, on the internet, an idea of how they can get a hold of you. And do you want to send Carrie Price some love? <laughs> <laughs> I could. I could send him some love. I'm not sure he'd want it from me, but. Uh... You scored on him, man. Uh, I know. <laughs> I can't even celebrate because they were, we're down 4-1 or 5-1, I believe, and made it 5-2 with well, five minutes to go. So you got to uh, send that yeah, guy a was, box was, of chocolates. Him, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, to me, my hockey career, what I'm all about, it was not about scoring goals. It's a lot, a lot more than that. So awesome. um, it was nice to obviously get, obviously get a, you know, a tick in the goal column in the NHL. But uh, yeah. for me, my, my presence in the NHL really wasn't about that. It was... Uh, a little bit deeper than that, but uh, obviously nice. Um, I love just love, just love being a part of a team and, and, and the guys, and you know, sticking up for my teammates and just being that guy. You know, what I mean, that, that's that's who I am. That's my character, and, and again, that, I guess that's my character going on moving forward here. Obviously, in the coaching department, I really preach the health and nutrition thing and try and get my my guys on board, understanding that you can you control a lot of things and you know, believe in yourself and all that good stuff. And you know, obviously, now I'm. You know, kind of going against the grain uh, a little bit with supporting a plant, which seems silly, but uh, it's obviously a controversial one. It's just basically waking people up because I know at the end of the day I'm right, and the people that think it's bad are wrong, and they just need to wake up and, and smell the coffee. So Nicely done, Riley Cote. HempHealsFoundation.com is the website. you got Twitter, too, right, Riley? I do, yeah. It's uh, Hemp uh, underscore Heels, and... Um, yeah, or you can just follow me on regular Twitter, Riley Coyote, R-I-L-E-E-C-O-Y-T-E. It's my Twitter handle, and I uh, update it every so often. Uh, not as much during the season, it's just tied up. And But uh, at the Hemp Hills Music Festival happening in Philly again next year. Raise awareness, education, uh, stay tuned. Riley Cote, you have some Jim Fannin show karma. I expect you to win the division, brother, this year. And we'll check in with you soon, man. I really appreciate the love and your time, brother. No problem. Thanks for having me. No problem. Anytime. That did not suck. Riley Cote, ex-former Broad Street bully, can we say? Enforcer, tough guy, turned hemp lover. Spoken like a true tree hugger. After the break, Bart Maves is in. He is the only nominated candidate in the riding of Niagara Falls for the upcoming by-election to 
replace Kim Crater. He'll be on the phone after this. This is 610 CKTV.